0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, The Diamond Room, and Comfort King.
1: And welcome back to the show to our next guest, John Thayer. He's the voice for the Coyotes. And, uh, John, what's, uh, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before. When you When you're a voice of a team and you travel with them everywhere and you get so, you get kind of emotionally attached and you feel like you're sort of part of the team. So has there been a a little grieving process for you as well as the team now that the season's over?
2: You know, and, uh, some of us had to move on very quickly because we had to go from uh, a tough loss on Saturday to basketball game on Saturday night. night. And so, you know, that really helped to uh, kind of uh, move on to the next thing. And it was good for the men's basketball team to get a win. But it's tough. I mean, you travel with these people and, and obviously you get to know the players and and you want to see them have success and and certainly the coaches you you understand how much work they put into it so uh you certainly uh always always cheer for their success and and uh love it when it happens
1: well and there's always there's always a a handful of guys you get to know better you get to really like and you just and and when they're seniors and you know it's their last game I'll use brendan webb as a, as an example we had him on the radio yesterday uh and he's one of the most upbeat guys i mean i I just like to hang out with him he is so much fun and to think that he's he's done, uh, granted he's going to go off and do wonderful things but it's kind of sad from your standpoint as a guy who deals with the team every day to lose you know, seniors like that.
2: Yeah, it is and, and you know Brendan is a fantastic guy. He's just always been down to earth to anybody who wants to uh, chat with him. He was actually uh, you know, we had our radio show, our coaches show last night and uh, he was in the building. They had a little get together for his, his position group and he was walking around giving hugs to some of the fans. It's just who he is, and there's a fun story about Brendan. Uh, this this fall, I was at fall practice, and there was something that happened, and the equipment guy had to run and do something, and so I grabbed the chain, and so I was right, I was I was the chain gang at the fall at the fall uh, practice, and, and Brendan came over and he grabbed the chain away from me, and he goes, "You don't need to be doing this. You're you're our guest, and that's just kind of who he is." And so, uh, you know, you, you get to you're right, you get to know these uh, student athletes, some of them for four or five years. Some of them for just a couple of years, but, uh, you just hope for their success, you know, whether that is in athletics going forward or what they're going to become in their professional lives, because so many of them have given, you know, just the incredible, uh, effort to us.
1: John Thayer, our guest, voice of the Coyotes, um, something I was many years ago before you were born, I think, uh, it was when the Coyotes were good back in the eighties and, and, uh, I I enjoyed seeing them make this run this year. It reminded me of that back then. And what was extra fun was to see all those members of those teams who came to these games to support their team.
2: Yeah, it is. It's been a great connection. I mean, the cattle brotherhood is a big part of it, and what they built with kind of uh, you know intertwining the past and the present together and. And I've been fortunate to talk to a lot of those players from from back in the day, and and uh, get their stories, and just you can tell how much they appreciate uh, Kyle kind of football. A lot of them, there were a couple that made you know the trip from from Florida or California for playoff games, and that's really cool to see. It's great to have so many people invested into it and and really caring about what is going on with the program.
1: What was the thing that you will take from the season the most when you look at a team that won three games last year? It's kind of ironic. Albany won three games last year <laughs> and they're in the semifinals against South Dakota State. USD won three games last year. They make it all the way to the quarterfinals this year. I, I, you don't see that very often and to see it happen twice, uh, in the same year to two teams that made it all the way to the quarterfinals and in one case the semifinals in FCS football, uh, that's quite unique. What, what about this team for you was so different?
2: Yeah, I think for me, what I'll take away from it is, you know, after last season, there was a lot of conversation about where the football program was and where it was headed. And, and I was like, I was just baffled because I thought there was a lot of talent on this team last year. For whatever reason, it just didn't click together. And sometimes that happens, but to see this team commit to the way that they did in the off season, in the winter workouts and and uh, remain upbeat. Through all the negativity and stuff, it's it's easy for these student-athletes to see this stuff on social media, and there was a lot of, obviously, negative uh, comments made after last year and the way it ended, and and, uh, the results of the entire season, but they uh, stuck with it. They knew that they could be something special together, and and, uh, they found a way to make it work, you know, And, and they used some of the new pieces together, and and they rallied around each other and I thought that was huge and, and obviously it led to a lot of success. So just their ability to bounce back from a tough year and collectively know that together they could make it something different.
1: And Brendan made the comment that, uh, both on, on TV interviews we did with them and I think on the show yesterday, the fact that, uh, they were, they were a team this year. They weren't individuals out there looking for, you know, personal glory. They just wanted to win for each other.
2: Yeah. And you, you could tell that uh with with a lot of conversations, you know, somebody like uh somebody like Aiden Bauman, uh, I asked him early on, you know, he had that one game where I think he threw nine passes or something like that in the game and I asked him about that and he said, Hey, as long as we get the win, if they want me to throw it two times I'll do that. If they want me to throw it fifty times, I'll do that. Whatever it takes to to get a win and I think you could see it too, like Travis Tite loves to carry the ball. He's done it a number of times in his career, and he's been very effective. When they asked him to block in a two-back set, he gave everything he had into that blocking scheme, and, and that is uh, why this team was able to find success. He's absolutely right. They, they played for each other. They did what they were asked, and, and uh, they didn't complain about it. And Somebody like Javion Phelps didn't get the ball thrown to him much at all this season. But, uh, he has two touchdowns in, in two playoff games this year. And his first career touchdown. So, you just gotta stick to it and know that your time will come and w- when it does, make the most of it.
1: John Thayer is our guest. Uh, John's a golfer. Uh, I'm guessing if you were like me, um, when they ran that punt back to make it 21 to three, I was raising my hand up. I, the, the officials never saw me. I was gonna ask for a, a do-over. Uh, a mulligan, so to speak. Uh, could we just start over? Uh, Because the game was almost, it was out of hand by then. I mean, it was just literally a landslide, and I, you know, it was hard to watch.
2: Yeah, that was tough to see. I mean, you know, it was crazy. I watched uh, the night before and and earlier in the day, and you see, um, you know, you see uh, special teams touchdowns, and you're thinking, well, it's not going to happen in every single game. And, and, uh, you know, our our punt, Team gave up that, and the kick team gave up a, a score this year, and really for most of the year they were really, really good. It just there were a couple of anomalies, and and uh, they were a problem certainly in in games. But uh, that one, you know, Jaden Price, give him a lot of credit. I mean, he's that was his fifth career punt return for a touchdown, so it's not like that was something new to him. He knew what he was trying to do, and and uh, he he was able to find a crease.
1: True, but it really was a backbreaker. Um, you know, I in my job, I'm pulling for our local teams to win. I thought it would have been great to have South Dakota State and USD meet in Frisco, even though as unlikely as it might have seemed before the season started, as the year went along, it was like, wow, this could happen. And you know what? Uh, to the credit of the, the Coyotes, with, a, with 10 wins, first time they've ever done that in the FCS, they came pretty close to making it happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, they found different ways to win all season long, and, and I think that was what they really appreciated. Is they felt comfortable with their offense, they felt comfortable with their defense, and you know, unfortunately, they uh they they had the worst performance of the year in the final game of the year, and you just can't do that when you get to this stage of the season, and especially against a you know a football program like NDSU, uh, because obviously, you know, they they they've been there a number of times, and you just got to find ways to. You know, not give them more and more opportunity, and that was, uh, that was certainly a problem on, on Saturday.
1: Were you surprised at how good the bison looked on Saturday? Cause I, I, I was just shaking my head. It was like combination of USD not playing well for sure, but the bison looked like the old bison that used to steamroll
2: everybody. Yeah, I mean, they just used, uh, you know, they, they used things effective that they weren't able to do against South Dakota in the first meeting, uh, between the two. I mean, Cole Payton was able to get loose for a couple of different, uh, touchdown runs and that was something that didn't really happen up in Fargo. And so, uh, they did. They, they looked like they found something in the last few weeks and, and they're a good football team. There's no question. Uh, they, they had a great scheme and, and uh, they got a lot of things done that they wanted to. So um, we'll see how they do this week at Montana. I think, uh, you know, I think that's going to be a really good football game at Missoula and excited to see how uh, how things play out there. And then if they happen to get to, to Fargo, I mean, the likely uh, matchup is obviously against South Dakota State. And um, just take that rivalry down to Frisco once again would be, uh, you know, something that, I know a lot of people would be interested in.
1: Uh, for sure, and it would be different than last year when I I I I was convinced State was going to win by a couple of touchdowns, and, and I I knew a lot of uh, Bison fans that did not make the trip to Frisco, which is unusual, because they didn't want to see their team lose. They they didn't think they'd win last year either. Uh, and, and I would have said for sure, I would have said, the, well, first of all, a month ago I would have said there's no way these two teams are going to meet in Frisco. No way, because NDSU didn't look very good. But they look really good now. Right, John, one last thing before I let you go. Um, you only lose, is it, eight seniors off this team? Is that the right yeah, number? right
2: around six six or eight, something like that. It's yeah. not a lot, I can tell you that
1: much. Okay, so shouldn't Coyote fans be pretty optimistic going forward?
2: You should be excited about what they have. Obviously, when you look at, at the number of first touchdowns that players had this year, uh, you know, we lose Travis Tice, but that running back stable is full right now, and and uh, they're just going to add to that group, and I I thought a lot of young players got opportunities, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, I don't know what next year will bring. Obviously, we're in an interesting transition period right now in in college football with with these next few weeks, but, you know, early signing day is coming as well, and so that'll give us something to get excited about, and you just hope everybody can stick with what they're doing, and continue to get better but i'm excited for it i think they you know bob nielsen has said that they they moved the standard uh at south dakota and they hope to uh at least match that next year
1: well john merry christmas to you and your family i hope you're able to get out and play golf here in december it was beautiful last wednesday in yankton i got in 27 holes it was awesome
2: well i hope you get in uh 27 more before the month is up that means uh that means we're hanging out in some pretty good weather. So I appreciate it, Mark. Thanks so much.
1: All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, John Thayer. From, he is the voice of the Coyotes. Does a great job. We'll be back with Jimmy Rogers, head coach of South Dakota State, right after this. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskip hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat later fireplaces to choose from and they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together.
3: They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and
1: feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and & Glow and heat Lator are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at FireplaceProfessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and & Glow and heat Lator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775, or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric...
0: 1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive
1: to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank, here for you. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef
0: to 8500.
1: Hi, I'm Misty Carlson, and next to me is Betsy Weber, and we're with Corey Insurance. It's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for.
2: Right, Betsy? Definitely. We live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home. We're so blessed to work for a family-owned business Like Corey Insurance.
1: We both understand the power of local shopping. When it comes to
2: insurance, a local agent becomes part of your family. Corey Insurance is an independent insurance agency, which means we can provide you with plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family.
1: We represent many insurance companies with A ratings and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that
2: you. You might have for planning the new year.
0: Just give us a call at 605
2: 336 6303 or go to KOURI Happy holidays
1: from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you.
0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Houston Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association and Corey and the Fireflies.
1: And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm your host Mark Ovenden. Great to have Jimmy Rogers with us as he is every Tuesday. And uh it's also nice to have it a little warmer than it was on Saturday. My gosh, that was that was like a being in a a, fro- a frozen wind tunnel on Saturday, Jim.
3: Yeah, that was uh unlike any game I've been a part of. Um I feel like they replaced the ball from just the from the spot of the ball with the wind blowing it probably like eight to ten times, which is, I don't know if I can say I've ever been a part of something like that. But a huge factor in the game, and a lot of decisions go into being able to score points, and the wind kind of controlled how we thought about things, and just happy that we were able to get out of there with the wind.
1: Yep, and it wasn't so much the cold Temperature-wise, I I can remember one time when my oldest son, Ryan, was playing in a game at Coughlin (laughs) Alumni Field, and uh, it was about 15, 20 degrees maybe. The ground was frozen solid, absolutely frozen solid. And I'm I'm shooting the game for TV highlights, and I just thought that was the coldest I'd ever been. But Saturday was just different because you're right. The wind had such an effect on everything. The nice thing for you guys, though, I felt like as soon as the game started, well, if there's a team built to deal with the wind, it's you guys. Because once your offensive line got rolling, which was the second half, um, you took control no, no matter what the conditions were like.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, it took a, a little bit of adjusting to all their. I mean, they, run, they run a three-down front, and they blitz you from all different angles. And Coach Olson did a good, great job of just making things very simplistic at, at the half. Um, Our guys were able to then start picking up all their blitzes and stuff. And I do think in a situation like that where you can't throw the ball, you deal with overloaded boxes where you can't – you struggle to run against. And um, second half, we were able to create some momentum. um, And then, obviously, Isaiah Davis is hard to take down –
1: And and the thing about Isaiah, all the way back to the game in Frisco, the first time against Sam Houston State, when uh, I was up in the press box and and these guys behind me are going, wow, um, he's he's." we heard you guys have an All-American. He's really good. And I said, no, the All-American is Pierre Strong. He just can't seem to get his footing. I think Isaiah Davis is going to be even better than Pierre was. And as it turned out, it's hard to say one's better than the other, but Isaiah combines power and speed as much as you could possibly want.
3: Yeah, I would say they're, uh, distinctly different. Um, Pierre strong could really stretch the field in in seconds, like he was extremely fast, uh, one cut guy that can take it the distance and had a really, really great hands. Um, and Isaiah is just not that he's not fast, but he's just more of a every down back to where you feel like you can consistently get four to six to a big one at any moment. So, uh, The thing that's most impressive about Isaiah is just him being a student of the game and his footwork as he works through those boxes along with the physicality in which he runs with. It's a unique combination that you don't see often, and uh, he's really developed his craft over the years.
1: It's funny you mentioned student of the game because I used that term last night on the sportscast with Mark Granowski. I think you had told me how much he likes to watch film, so I asked him about it. When you got a guy like that who's spending all that extra time away from even, you know, being in meetings with you guys but watching film when he's home, uh that that's that's just one of those people that the rest of the team I I now see even more so why they why they rally around Mark Gronowski and love having him as their leader.
3: Yeah, I think uh the guys rally around him because of his confidence and I think uh Confidence grows through preparation, right? The more comfortable you feel because you put in the work, uh, you feel like you can relax and just play. And, um, I mean, we say it all the time. The separation is in the, in your preparation, whether that be your mind or your body. And Mark is an example of being a guy that's all in all the time and he's done a phenomenal job of leading this football team thus far.
1: All right, so twenty three twelve over Villanova, leading to Friday night. You've got the Great Danes of Albany, who also beat up on my Richmond Spiders. I don't know if they ever told you that, but I'm a I'm a Spider. That uh, that was kind of an interesting game when you got Great Danes going against Spiders. Two very unique nicknames, but they've got a pretty good football team. They've got a really strong defensive line, and as we saw against Idaho, their quarterback and his wide receiver Easton are a pretty good combination.
3: Yeah, I think uh, the quarterback is very talented. I think he does a really good job. I, you could tell the guys rally behind him. Um, really strong arm. is able to create with his legs and then throw off balance uh, very accurately. It's kind of a unique skill set. Uh, he's able to throw the ball, and I don't want to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but in all different type of angles, and I think that's a learned skill set and a guy you could tell really has – taking pride in his craft but yeah he throws it to really three wide receivers um that are all very talented one of them's got 51 in easton and then the other two um hicks is probably a more of a deep shot guy he makes a ton of big plays and him along with his counterpart have 41 receptions on the season so they do a good job of spacing the ball out um we're gonna have to be on edge you know it starts with the ability to stop the run and and uh, be able to create some pressure when they're passing the ball from our defensive line. But this will be one of our biggest challenges of the year, and it's on maybe uh, the biggest stage to be able to punch our ticket to Frisco here.
1: Jimmy Rogers, our guest. Yep. One more win and you're back to Frisco. It's a night game. How does that change everything you do the day of the game?
3: Well, we've had a couple night games earlier this year. Um, and it's not that much different. We do walkthroughs in the morning and then, uh, we'll bring them, we let them go and then we bring them back for, for our pregame meal, which we always eat four hours prior to the game. So, um, if anything, it creates for a, a little longer day of anticipation and nerves and just wanting to go out there and play. I, I do know our guys prefer early games at home just so they can get up and get going and, and compete rather than thinking about it all day, but. Yeah. We're excited for this challenge, and it should be a great atmosphere.
1: How about eleven o'clock though? Was that a little too early, or was that okay with everybody?
3: You know what? The, uh, I think what the guys like is when they go. Once they start, they're always in in moving parts, and uh, when you have a late game, I mean, you're not going to get early, You're not going to uh, get dressed at ten in the morning, right? So I, I do think they like just being in the flow, and once they start something, it leads the game rather than all the stop, go, stop, go stuff.
1: Well, I would guess you're going to have a really good crowd because it's not going to be nearly as cold on Friday night. Uh, one last chance to play in front of your faithful, and your faithful are loud and they make a difference.
3: Yeah, we're going to need all of them. Um, really ho- looking forward to hopefully feeling this, just like we did earlier in the season. And uh, I know it's going to be, what, 20 degrees, 20, uh, colder, really, from I think the Montana State game was 65 degrees at the time we played, and I believe this one is set to be at around 40, 45. So, we're going to need everybody, and we look forward to seeing a full stadium. I know the guys really appreciate it, and uh, they're sure deserving of every every bit of attention that they get because they work extremely hard, and for this senior group, it means a lot. One last ride at Dana-J. So. Yeah. Especially um, for guys like Mason who, who decided to
1: stick with it, you know.
3: Mason, there's a ton of guys, right? And uh, they had the opportunity to go to the NFL. They came back for a bigger cause, and we're living that right now. And they deserve a, a full stadium for sure.
1: All right, Jimmy. It's uh, Tuesday, so we'll see you on Friday for sure. And actually, I'll be up see you later today. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Jimmy Rogers, our guest here on Calling All Sports. As he is every Tuesday, uh, South Dakota State head football coach in his first year. His team is 13-0. and He's national coach of the year. I didn't even ask him about that because I don't think he likes talking about those kind of things. He really does not. That's fine. Uh, they've got one thing on their mind right now, right now, and that's the Albany Great Danes who come in uh, with an 11-3 and record. But two of those losses were to division, were FBS schools. So they're a good football team. They went out to Idaho and won pretty convincingly last Saturday night. Uh, very impressive what they did to Jason X team. So uh, the winner of that plays the winner of Montana and North Dakota State. Whoever would have thought the Bison would be here a few weeks ago. But they are, and they are for real. Well, that's our show for today. Back again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.